What do you want a daughter? What do you want a daughter? I have not a daughter with a daughter. We could switch to Progressa da. Oh yeah. We could switch to Progressa and Sa. Mkaw. We could Sa enough to buy some Za. Oh yeah. Let's switch to Progressa da and get some Za with the money we saw. Yeah. Now we know we're gonna da da da. These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. It might just be the most normal thing you da to da. Quote to da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. And wow, what a week it's been. So we had the first pre-season test which just concluded. Formula 1 TV was announced and Formula E has made some announcements. Yes, and uh, since the first pre-season test has ended, the result of the test isn't surprising either. Uh Lewis Hamilton was quickest by half a second on the final day. and he was on the medium tires while uh, his rivals were on the soft tires so uh too early to call on the results of the pre-season testing but you know it sounds ominous already but uh, yes it's been a fantastic week because we've had Sergio Perez on the podcast uh Christian Horner agreed uh, with us uh, about what we said about Ferrari and Mercedes and now we're going to have Esteban Ocon on the podcast in a few minutes from now wow i can't wait and esteban ocon is one of your favorite drivers kunal so <laughs> i can see how excited you are <laughs> but guys thank you so much for all the good words about sergio perez's interview on our show and a big thank you to the guys at force india for being so supportive like always absolutely thank you so much uh, we had checo on the show for the second time over We had Hulkenberg when he was a Force India driver, and now we've got Esteban Ocon later in the next few minutes. And uh, Formula One finally announced their own live stream service. I think they deserve an applause. Oh, Come on! Oh yes, finally! <laughs> I'm so happy. But Kunal, I'm just wondering why you are rejoicing of all people. Because it's not like this live stream is going to beam in, you know, the country you live in. So at least not in 2018. So I think you're getting excited a little prematurely. <laughs> well, I'm uh, rejoicing that Formula One has finally embraced technology, and they've embraced uh, the fact that the next set of viewers won't necessarily come from television. I think the best part is that it's only hundred dollars per season. I think it's pretty affordable. and this seems to be a step towards affordability which is another first for liberty media so <laughs> lots to rejoice i guess yes since you mentioned 100 uh, i recollect reading that over the next 2 to 5 years they didn't give a particular time frame formula 1 tv is targeting 5 million users this means that at 100 per user per season that's about a half a billion dollars in revenue and guess what this is money that bernie ecclestone was ignoring this is money that bernie ecclestone did not bother tapping into yeah and you know honestly if this service was available where we are i'd love to buy this service it's also ad free incidentally but you know what i'm wondering if i can uh, tune into a specific drivers radio channel <laughs> and uh, because obviously i'd love to keep kimi raikkonen's channel on all the time but that could be an interesting feature for them to explore yes uh, you're getting predictable with all your raikkonen uh, radio love but with mclaren now moving to renault and guess what they did 
147 laps in the final day of testing. More, more laps than they've done in the last so many years of winter testing. So back to what I was trying to say with McLaren now to Renault. I really wonder if Fernando Alonso is going to be funny on the radio still. Yeah, I, I think poor guy is going to be so tired racing every single weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's going to have time to be funny anymore. I think he's going to just radio his physio saying, yeah, two laps to go, keep the ice bucket on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, since we're talking about streaming services, so Formula E will stream all future races in Japan on Twitter. And uh, this is a first, I guess, for a motorsport series. Yeah, that's actually damn interesting because... All the Formula E teams and drivers have gone and retweeted this particular tweet. And I really wonder what the business model here is though. And my guess is that it's just to reach out to as many audiences as possible via all the possible mediums that Formula E can. Yeah, I, I, I doubt Formula 1 is going to go down this route though, but let's see. <laughs> but Kunal, I do see Robert Kubica actually going down Fernando Alonso's route. And I'll tell you why. Uh, he's going to race in the WEC and this is while keeping testing duties for Williams in Formula 1. So he's going to be double hatting. Yeah, and you know what could actually be a shame is that if Robert Kubica goes to the World Endurance Championships and wins a race or probably even the championship. I know it's a long shot, but here's how I see it. So this could potentially be a loss of a massive positive PR opportunity for Formula 1 and for Williams. Yeah, that's well put. And, you know, in fact, I read your blog earlier today about Martini's exit as uh, the Williams team title sponsor. And if that cost Kubica a seat at Williams at 2018. And that was a damn interesting thought. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> For our listeners who haven't read it, are welcome to go and read it. And if you want a summary, here's what I believe is, is what has happened. So, the money that Sergio Sirotkin brought to Williams or the lack of future sponsorship money from Martini has actually cost Robert Kubica's comeback at Williams. And like I said, you guys can go to Kunal's F1 blog and read more about it. Uh, my story is actually based on the hypothesis that Williams probably knew of Martini's exit much before it was publicly announced. Uh, in Formula 1, it is normal to discuss contract renewals in the off-season with the hope to renew and then announce during the season. So, Williams knew that this was coming all along and that's why they signed up such a young and a high-paying driver lineup. Very interesting. And uh, I also hear that Williams has appointed two race engineers each uh, for Sirotkin and Stroll at first. Uh, you know, Kunal, I thought that maybe this is to make up for their lack of experience and maybe even the lack of talent. <laughs> <laughs> but, but obviously, that's not true. So, uh, Williams is building a reserve strength in case the total number of races goes up to 25. So, they're already thinking of the future and that's wow. pretty encouraging actually. Yeah, that is actually <laughs> encouraging and interesting. So Thank Fernando you, Williams. Alonso will be racing like 60 weekends of the year. <laughs> <laughs> What's also encouraging for me is for our podcast. Uh, when Christian Horner publicly claimed earlier this week that Ferrari and Mercedes were working together as one team to try and dictate terms, rules and regulations in Formula 1. Okay, we actually spoke about this topic a few episodes ago and we asked if the future of Formula 1 could be limited to a Ferrari versus Mercedes only contest. And if that be so, it could ruin the sport entirely. Yeah, and Ross Braun recently said that he would rather have like 
10 or 12 healthy teams in the sport than just a few teams running away with a lot of money and basically destabilizing the sport. And, you know, it's it's all a game of politics ultimately and we'll see who gets what and how mm. the dice rolls. Frankly, all I care about is how good the racing uh, action we get this year is. <laughs> and what I care about is Daniel Ricciardo's future in Formula 1. He said that he will hold contract talks with Red Bull Racing in April. Now, what are the chances that Daniel Ricciardo, who's the original prankster of Formula 1, will make an announcement on the 1st of April only to fool all of us? What are the odds? <laughs> if anyone can, it's him. I'll just leave it at that. By the way, Daniel, uh, good attempt at singing, but please stick to the racing. And yes, you can do the dancing as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm referring to that EDM video he was dancing on last season for... <laughs> I'm just thinking he'll make a really good bartender, actually. Daniel <laughs> Ricciardo. Also, a few listeners wrote to us asking if Force India will remain as Force India throughout the season. Because the car was launched as Force India, basically. True. Yeah. But the team has confirmed that they're in the process of changing their name. And if all goes through as they hope, they will be able to announce their name, you know, either before or in Australia. So... It's a matter of time. Well, uh, this is now my cue to bring onto the mic Force India driver and Mercedes's prodigy Esteban Ocon. His consistency and talent pleasantly surprised all of us in 2017. And I can tell you, people who were more surprised was probably the Mercedes camp. And uh, I'm eager to find out what to expect from Ocon and the team in 2018. So, Mithila, yet again, with your permission, I will now have Esteban take over your mic. Yeah, Kural, honestly, if drivers can share cars during the preseason tests, I have no problems sharing my mic with Esteban Ocon. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Esteban, thank you so much for joining us on the Inside Line F1 podcast. You had a brilliant season in 2017 and I can't begin to tell you how much we in the studio and all our listeners are looking forward to 2018. And I personally have put a bet that in 2019, you might just be in Mercedes colors. So, talking about the present, leave aside what are the possibilities of Esteban Ocon in Formula 1 in the future. What do you think is Force India's biggest strength? I think our biggest strength I is that biggest everything we do, is that we do with quality, everything we do, we don't we waste do with quality, anything, we don't waste all the money we have, and all the money we have to the car, and to nothing else, you know, and I think nothing else, you know, and I think there's very few team that does that, there's very few team that does that, we are the most efficient team, we are the most efficient team, you put the same budget to everyone, the same budget to everyone, I'm sure we could be world champion. Yeah, what I would be happy with, yeah, what I would be happy with, you know, start stronger the year, start stronger the year. Um, where I was struggling a bit was the where, where I was the first struggling races. a bit was the where the first and I want races to, to be stronger there straight away to, to be stronger there straight away and, uh, and then and see, uh, see where I am from there what I see where I am from there and what I see but I think with, with the experience I, I got now with, with the experience uh, I, I got now to do that uh, I will be uh, able to do that why not achieve achieve the podium achieve the podium I like how you said that Force India are best bang for the buck world champions that what that's what Vijay Malia also said in his interview with us on my blog. Are you able to narrate a funny incident from your motorsport career? So, the Inside Line F1 podcast is, is one that adds humor to the sport. And we'd love to know what your funny incident has been. Um, yeah, there's something that comes back all the time. is uh, When I was in Formula 3 in my, my Italian team, 
uh, I was always eating banana because it's uh, it's a great fruit you know, to recover and um, and they used to call me the monkey so uh, they always like used to put uh, a little monkey on the car or just uh, yeah calling me monkey all the time and, and because I had long hair also uh, they were calling me like that. Frankly Esteban I cannot imagine you with long hair because currently you have what I could call as a crew cut you know somebody who's just come out of the forces and uh, Talking about being called the monkey, as long as you don't monkey around with Perez in 2018, all the fans are going to be happy with your performance. And uh, something that I'm very curious to see how it unfolds in 2018 is uh, Alonso's dual racing program. There's Formula One and the World Endurance Championships. So what are your views about it? And do you believe that you could pursue a dual program ever in your career? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's really passionate about, about racing. He's a... Uh... Is um, an aspiration, you know, uh, on that is motivated at the age he's got, which is a, uh, which is different compared to all the others, and great. Um, what, what uh, if I would like to do that or not? Uh, at the moment, no, because uh, I'm fully dedicated to Formula One, and I'm, I'm not thinking about anything else. Um, but um, in the future, yeah, why not? I mean, uh, the more I race, the happier I am. Well, I get it. You want to focus on Formula 1 because clearly you have world champion potential, just like they say about Max Verstappen. I'd like to say that about you. Uh, I'm going to switch focus to Formula E. Uh, what is your view on Formula E's next generation car that's created so much buzz? What are Esteban Ocon's views on that car? True, it looks really different. It looks very futuristic. Um, then does it go fast? That's the question, you know. Um, for sure, it looks very different. It looks very nice, um, but uh, if it doesn't go fast, you know, it's still it's still not a, a good direction. But um, for sure, the look, uh, everyone talks about it, so it's a great great uh, buzz. Uh, but it still needs to be fast, so I'm waiting to see. Well, you've spoken like a true racer when you said, "Yes, the car looks beautiful, but I want to see how fast it goes," and that's what probably holds true for Formula E. Um, how do you see your relationship with Sergio Perez in 2018? In 2017, your, your rivalry with him was the talk of the paddock. How do you think it's going to unfold this season? Yeah, I see, I see it as going good. You know, at the end of the year, we, we had a good relationship together. We are working again today at the factory together. Uh, it's all going fine. Uh, and, um, and uh, you know, the most important is that nothing happens on the track together and that uh, everything's going good. Felix Rosenquist, the Formula E Mahindra racing driver, he was on the show a few weeks ago and he called you his favourite driver and he said that he wishes you become a Formula 1 world champion one day. What would be your response to Felix Rosenquist's generous comment? Yeah, well, Felix is a great guy. We had uh, great fights in Formula 3 back in the days with him and um, and yeah, I hope one day he reach F1. He deserves it. He's a uh, one of the best uh, talent I've, I've ever seen and, uh, and he deserves you know, to be a, a great professional driver as well because he's one. Yes, I would definitely agree that if there's one Swede who deserves to be in Formula 1, it's Felix Rosenquist. And I really hope that he's able to achieve the reverse promotion that he's been trying for. So while we all wait for the second pre-season test to begin with, here's wishing Esteban and all of Force India all the very best for the 2018 Formula 1 season. Uh, let's really hope that the beast from the East 
doesn't ruin any more of our preseason testing fun. Uh, on that note, stay warm, keep racing, stay safe, and we will see you next week. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.